Hello and welcome to an all new episode of The Spotlight. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And I'm so happy to be here with you on this Friday. It is uh, Friday, um, February the 9th, 2018. Wow, this month is just going, going, going. And uh, before we blink our eyes, it will be the summer. Then we'll blink our eyes again and it will be Christmas all over again. But I'm glad to be here with you in this episode before Valentine's Day. And since Valentine's Day is coming up, I thought I would have these two lovely ladies come here and chop it up with us. And of course, I have my co-host, the one and only Jen. How you doing, Jen? I'm doing good, although I have to say that when summer finally comes around, it's going to feel exactly like it does in February for me, so I'm out there. <laughs> Same here, though. <laughs> Same here. Actually, I think we're all from uh, from warm weather places, so yes, that's yeah. right. And also joining us, uh, making her return visit, uh, returning champ, is the one and only Tachi. How you doing? I am fine, Kente. Thank you for having me back. I'm a big fan of yours, as you know, and I figure if I keep having you on, eventually you'll become my dance instructor and give me some good moves. <laughs> so, you keep saying that, and I'm going to let you keep hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping, man. A brother can hope, right? <laughs> you can. <laughs> a brother can hope. So uh, I'm going to speak it into existence. So yes. thank you for being here. And give us a, a little bit of background on yourself. Um, I know that you were on before, but just in case people didn't hear that episode okay so my name is chatachi egbu i am dr chatachi egbu i am a media professor a filmmaker a media content producer and a journalist i'm also a dancer as you've alluded to <laughs> and um i love all things media tech and pop culture so much so i do a show every wednesday on it all right and the name of that show okay i you know, I wasn't going to just offer it. Um, it's Mediascope. <laughs> Mediascope, and we talk about media, tech, and pop culture, run down the week of what's happened, and have a lot of fun. We, there's like a regular group of us that, that get together, and we just have a, a great time together with my um, producer in Dallas, Curtis Brooks. So we have a good time. All right. And um, how can people catch that show? You can actually uh, catch the show at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Periscope and Facebook Live. I am at Tachiata, so you can catch me uh, there or catch the Mediascope page on uh, Facebook Live. All right, all right. Well, thank you for being here, and uh, we're looking forward to this episode. Oh, me too. All right, so, you know, um, today, I don't know if you guys know this, but today is National Pizza Day and also National Bagel Day. And, um, you know, every day is Why some sort of day. I know, right? You can actually have a pizza <laughs> bagel, right? Um, every day is some sort of day or whatever. And um, when we do our, our segment, I have something uh, about that. But I wanted to ask, since it is National Pizza Day and Bagel Day, I wanted to ask uh, both of you ladies, uh, how do you like your pizzas and how do you like your bagels? We'll start off with you, Tachi. Okay, so that, that basically today is National Bread Day, basically. Um, <laughs> I try not to do too much damn bread, but I am originally a New Yorker. Uh, New York State is is great pizza, hands down. So I... I love, I'm good with just a classic cheese slice. 
you know, after you come, you know, it's late at night and you come from wherever and you just stop by the pizza joint and you get yourself one huge slice. And I don't need toppings, but if I'm going to do toppings, I like veggies on it, but I'm good with just cheese. And, or I also like Chicago style. So Chicago style, that deep dish is like a meal. So either, either one works for me. Now, as far as bagels, that's like totally 100% bread. So I try not to, but when I do, I really like raisin bagels, like cinnamon raisin bagels with um, some cream cheese on it. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I love it. <coughs> I love it. And you were talking about Chicago pizza. I was just in Chicago and uh, Lou Malinati's. Oh, God, it's so good. That oh, pizza. yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. Cost a lot. It costs an arm, a leg, and a couple of other body parts, but it's definitely great. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. you save up and you get it, and you know it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, who who needs an arm or a leg or other places, right? Of your body, you so, don't. You don't right. need that. You've no. got two of each. So. No, as long as your your mouth is working, right? And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So, what about you, Jen? Uh, how do you like your pizza and, and your bagels? Okay. I don't know if this is controversial or not, so you're going to have to tell me if you think that this is. Mm -hmm. I, in terms of pizza, I am a huge calzone fan. But mm. I was told recently that a calzone does not count as pizza. No, it doesn't. Is that true? Well, I mean, according to me, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it was on the chart. How is it on the chart? Be? What chart is I, that? Yeah. There was there was a chart that was published that uh -huh. said the different kinds of pizza and basically calzone is right on there. It's the pizza crust is the outside and all the good stuff is on the inside. Okay, that was some hipster who came up with that. That was not an you Italian think? American, right? <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We oh. we in in our family we are very much of the super thin crust. Uh, not a ton of toppings, but it's got to be the thin crust. No thick crust, no stuffed crust, no nothing like that. It's got to be super thin. Really? Mm. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's that's all us. <clears throat> so much so that I think people think we're cheap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you want to spend the money on the extra pizza? But no, that's not the way we like it. Mm. What, what about and your bagel? See. All right, the bagels. That's complicated. I have a complicated history with carbohydrates, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I pretty much like any bagel, just about any kind. The only prerequisite that I have for eating bagels is it can't be sweet bagels. I don't know how people eat sweet, that, that density. Just can't do it. Just can't do it. Everything bagels, onion bagels, egg bagels, anything, but not sweet bagels. Oh, that's well, an abomination. I know. Well, <laughs> you, you may not like me because uh, my favorite bagel is a blueberry bagel. So Ooh. I love, man, I, actually, it's funny. When I eat just a bagel, I love blueberry, right? Um, now, if I'm making a, now I like to make um, bagel sandwiches. And I usually Ooh. will get the sesame seed or the one they call everything, you know, uh, one of those two are the ones that I use. That's funny. I won't use a blueberry though for a sandwich, but but when this that is be nasty. yeah, yeah. So I I have a friend who they'll eat it like a ham sandwich bagel with blueberry. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like the the cross pollination there. But um, Ew. but here's the funny thing though. My favorite pizza that I probably order the most is just a pepperoni pizza. Nothing special. 
I mean, I like other ones. Like, I like the Hawaiian and, you know, sausage and all of this stuff. But just a pepperoni pizza is more than fine for me. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, so nothing I'll, crazy. I'll tell you, living in Hawaii gives you a, a, a deep perspective on cultural ideas of how to integrate food. And people in Japan put... D- Things on pizza that you would never put on pizza. <laughs> I mean, they put ramen on pizza. Ugh. It's yeah, it's crazy, and and it's totally perfectly okay. Seafood on pizza, that I just I can't wrap my head around. How do you oh. put, how do you put seafood on pizza other than anchovies, which I hate, but I don't I don't get how you do it. How do you put fish on a pizza? Oh. So you've never tried lobster pizza? I have not. I feel yeah, like that's... that is just. <laughs> wrong oh, no yeah. it's absolutely amazing you have got to try it really okay for you I'll try it lobster yes. pizza I mean I like I love lobsters so you know what I might try I might try that on a show I might do that yeah you should I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, yeah it's gonna be one of our episodes I'm gonna just I'm gonna do that order a lobster pizza yeah and we'll see we'll see what happens if I survive. <laughs> All right. So um now uh we we come to the show where me and Jen will uh bounce uh, news stories off each other and get everyone's opinion on it, okay? So uh we still got need a um a name for this segment. I'm maybe I should uh put it out to the family. See what they say. Um Okay, so hold on a second. I'm trying to Get my notes up. Um, all right. So I, this one, I have some audio. So I will play the clip and then uh, then uh, we'll talk about this story. Armed ugly toy. Okay, I guess we don't have any audio. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> oh man, it's just like nope, no audio. All right, so I will read it to you, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, gotta love it. Live radio, right? Uh, I had it. It's funny. I had it open. And since I had the audio, it's like, I don't need to do that. Here we go. Should we try to guess what it is? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just go know, through right? and some ideas and see if anything okay. jogs your memory. I know. I had, like, I had the story up. And okay, here we go. I believe this is it. This one will do. Okay, uh, armed police are scrambled after a panic farmer uh, reports a tiger on the loose. All right. Um, so armed police were called into action after receiving a distress call from a terrified farmer who reported a tiger a tiger on the loose, only to discover it was a large cuddly toy. Frightened farmer uh, Bruce Grubb, 24, dialed 999 after spotting the, uh, what he thought was a huge wild animal lying down 
uh, lying down. Uh, police sent uh, an armed response team, several vehicles to the farm, and um, uh, and even contacted a local zoo to see if the tiger had escaped. But quickly f- found the creature was simply a stuffed animal, and Mr. Grubb is said to be very embarrassed after the confusion. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Grubb, <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Grubb only moved into his cottage on the farm and was celebrating uh, with his friends after inviting them over <laughs> a housewarming on Saturday night. During the evening, uh, during the evening, he went to check on his two hundred pregnant cows outside but sprinted back into his cottage after seeing the toy <laughs> uh, he told the scottish son i feel a bit silly uh for calling the police but i thought it was a real emergency we're laughing about it now but it was very scary at the time the local police force later confirmed it was a false call made with genuine with uh with genuine good intent so <laughs> that is so funny wow <laughs> So, um, <laughs> uh, and I'm, and it has the, the picture of it too. Uh, I mean, it's a huge, and I'll put this in the uh, chat for you guys to see, but, uh, it's a, it's, it's a huge toy, but I don't know about this one. <laughs> uh, people, uh, do you think that, um, even though the guy, they, the police believe that, that he didn't do it on purpose. Do you think they should have billed him for all the time that he wasted uh, the police force? No, because I think he legitimately thought there was something wrong. Granted, he may have had a bit too much libation since it was a party. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, I don't think he meant any malice because, I mean, think about it. People call for all types of things all the time and they don't get charged or billed. So, no, I don't think he did it on, you know, purposely. Mm. You know, I, I feel like the, the larger point of this article is completely missing because tucked into one of those sentences that you just spoke was the man has 200 cows, <laughs> 200 pregnant cows. <laughs> right. pregnant cows. There we go. I mean, that's the big part of the story. The big part has nothing to do with the tiger. It's wow. That is a lot of cows. <laughs> Well, you know, but he just left those cows to fend for themselves when he thought a tiger was on the loose. So, (laughs) (laughs) it was was like later for you, cows. You know, yeah, I hate to say it, but if it comes down to me or the cows, yeah, I think the cows are going to go. I'm sorry. Well, I know he has to be really embarrassed, but he's getting a lot of press for this, you know. So, uh, you know, I guess it's it's good and bad as well. So, you know, uh, tell me you well, don't have some anecdote about walking into a room and seeing something that you absolutely positively thought was something that it wasn't and being scared by it. That's happened before. I, I, I've seen a life-size doll in a chair and I walk in the room. <laughs> 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 That's happened before. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you know, or you see shoes on the floor. And yep. you're like, wait a minute, is that somebody's? Oh no, those are my shoes. <laughs> so right at right after the Hunger Games came out, uh, I was walking around in a mall in uh, New York, and these the I I want to say it was like a, a a big entertainment place had a life size cutout of Peta. You remember Peta from the Hunger Games? Uh, was that the first one? Yes. 
Yeah, the, the the guy that was the baker. Well, he was the baker's son. He was mm-hmm. he's the one that Katniss ends up with at the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so my daughter had an absolute crush on him. So I bought it. I folded it up, stuck it in my suitcase, giant cardboard thing. We set it up at the house, and it's life size. I mean, it's like it's got to be what five six in height. It, it's big. Mm-hmm. And every time I would walk into her room. Every single time I jumped thinking that there was a stranger in my house. (laughs) It's just, it's one of the, so I can totally understand why this guy thought that a stuffed tiger was real. I I get it. I'm, I'm with him. Okay. Two Uh, things. uh, A, why was there a stuffed tiger in the field? (laughs) And B, why were you in a room, Kente, with a life-size doll in a chair? It was a kid's room, thank you. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like my crazy doll. I won't say what kind of doll, but no. No. That's funny, though. Oh, I'm glad you Maybe said somebody... that because that kind of clarified. I don't want that just dangling out there. Somebody listening and go, wait, what, is, what kind of doll does he got? <laughs> it's not my doll. I have no dolls. No dolls Maybe, of any maybe kind. somebody brought the tiger to the cows to, you know, <laughs> kind of keep them in line or something. Maybe they thought it would calm them down. Mm, well, it didn't do that. I mean, it's, it didn't. It's a, a, <laughs> Clearly, he saw that. That is just so funny, though. He looked out and saw that tiger and ran. But he's like, "Oh, okay. I guess that tiger's just gonna stay in that position all this time, right?" And it's forty-five minute standoff, too. By the way, so. <laughs> again, this is why they said he was having a party. I am convinced he had one too many libations <laughs> in his system because something would have told him this tiger has not moved from the <laughs> from this position with his paw up in like you know several minutes. I wonder. I wouldn't be the one to go over there, but he just ran. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so uh, let's go to your your story. Okay, Jane. so mine's a little bit, it's, it's kind of quirky, but about a day ago, <clears throat> uh, a company, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you know too much about the UK, but there's a big grocery sort of place over there called Sainsbury. And it, it, it it's, it's kind of a, um, it, it's really well known in the UK. Well, they got caught selling Valentine's Day cards that for the wife were $2, but when it said it was addressed to the husband, it was $2.50. So they were genderizing the Valentine's Day card and charging more. So I I thought to myself, wow, I wonder if that actually exists sort of in any other uh, in any other market. And sure enough, you know, if you go to the store and you look for chocolates that say to my wife or to my husband, the ones that have the sort of the the frilly kind of, they're all nice for girls and stuff, clearly a guy is going to give them to a girl. They cost less than the ones that have the more masculine sentiment on them. And I, I, I have to wonder why that is. What is it about us that says that women will spend more on men than men will spend on women? How, what is that? Because mm. we do. <laughs> I, I guess I, I felt like this was really timely for Valentine's Day. Everybody should be watching out. Go look at your uh, go look at your Valentine's Day merchandise and make sure it's not genderized and you're not getting price gouged. Hmm. I you know it's funny. I never even thought about that. Uh, um. 
I get you know maybe guys just kind of we just pick up whatever candy we see and we're just like here uh, or we we look for the <laughs> the best deal or if you get it or if you get the if you get the candy on the fifteenth and just put it in your freezer till the next year right oh, <laughs> oh. not freezer that was so romantic here oh and, and welcome to it the show cold. don't eat it right away <laughs> welcome to the show coco is joining us you know but that, i mean that's really smart though right don't you think because it's like 75 percent off the candy right no i don't think that's smart i think that's cheap that is not smart that's bloody lazy <laughs> the thing is just getting candy and flowers that's kind of high school i mean like the yeah are very very expensive like Victoria's Secret, lingerie, um, dinners, you know, and there's always, you know, alcohol involved. Those things get pricey really quick. I saw one guy in there drop like 150 on underwear and he was like, dang, this is like <laughs> <laughs> it's the struggle's real, huh? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I think um it depends on the couple and what they are interested in as far as how much money is being spent. Cause I, I know like with the younger couples, not so much younger, but I, w- I, I would say uh, recent couples or, or new couples, they spend the most mon- money, but you know, you're dealing with couples been, been together 15, 20 years. It's not that common. You're going to spend like 150 on underwear. You might get some candy and a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you see, here's the thing, okay? If you go out and you buy Valentine's Day underwear for your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, and it costs you, you know, 50 bucks, but then the wife goes out and buys, God only knows why you would do this, underwear for the husband, and it ends up costing you 70 bucks, there's a problem there. (laughs) That is just not okay. What men's underwear costs seventy dollars? Okay, well I'm using hyperbole a little bit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, but, uh, that's a lot of the, liberty. But the, <laughs> but the Valentine's Day, hey. the whole idea behind this was that the Valentine's Day, that genderizing, uselessly genderizing things, leads to price differences that we're not even aware of. We just take it for granted. If it's got a football on it or a lawnmower or whatever, it somehow costs more than it does if it's frilly and pretty and pink and it, it's it's such a silly thing. But, it's, you know, anything, I, I, I feel like this is one of those holidays where we don't pay very much attention to how much stuff costs. So that was kind of, I thought it was kind of a cool article. Wow. Really? I- I think women's stuff costs more than men's, unless you're de- dealing with like maybe, um, I-, I guess, male centric gifts like golf. You know, golf clubs will set you back, you know, plenty. Well, but, uh, well, specifically, this was about the Valentine's Day card, and then and then uh, when I went to go look, it was the candy, the candy that was prepackaged for Valentine's Day that was for women was, you know, a, a fairly equal price. The Valentine's Day candy that was specifically made to give to a guy, it was packaged similarly, but with different kinds of trappings, and that did cost more. So it wasn't just the cards. I mean, I actually went out and saw this. That's Mm. where I think we have a bit of a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, know, us man, our man candy is just worth more. That's all. 
I'm, you know, well, I'm starting. To, I'm, I'm starting to think that that might actually be the case. Yeah, yeah. I think that's well, what it is. It's just man well, candy. Man just, candy. just a question, because I'm curious, because like you know, I, I kind of, I'm a little oblivious when I walk down the aisles when it comes to the candy. Like, don't buy any, don't buy any. But <laughs> for, for the section, for like the section geared towards the men, is it a really big section? I don't really recall seeing no. like football, male masculinity. No, 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 no. This is definitely Valentine's Day, like you know where they would have uh, Valentine's Day. Things. In fact, right. the, the 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 specifics were the the ones that I saw. They were they they were packaged for a guy. So it <coughs> said, you know, for one of them said for my husband, and the other said uh, for that special man in my life. So it, they were mm. specifically genderized, but they weren't really different. I think that's the key. The key is they really weren't different. There was no less chocolate in them, or no more chocolate in them. It, it could be, it could be, uh, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there because I'm just guessing. What it could be is um, if you offer less, you can charge more. It could be like supply and demand because typically you buy chocolates for the woman. Typically, typically you don't buy chocolates for men. Typically, just 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 not off of the, the theme of Valentine's Day. You don't really don't buy men chocolates. So the less there is, you can sort of charge more for that different type of packaging. Well, that that could be. I I I could you know I could totally see that. <clears throat> I'm not too sure and, about the Valentine's. And if Day any part, ladies so. out there yeah. want to buy me candy for Valentine's Day, I'm totally I'll, fine with it. I'll buy. Can take. I'll Do you buy have, you have some Valentine's Day candy. I, I, as long as it tastes good on the outside, because I'm not paying the extra. It could so. look any. It could look like anything as long as it tastes good. Well, maybe okay. not anything. <laughs> maybe not anything. <laughs> a plastic bag full of chocolates and not a Archie <laughs> bot. There, there you go. All right, exactly. so, when so when you uh, get that package and it says for my girlfriend, you'll know that it's just for me. Ah, uh, okay, there we go. Okay, <laughs> just letting you know. All right, so uh, all right, here's our last uh, our last section. Um, we're gonna play some fact or fiction, okay? So I'm gonna um, now, as we we noted earlier today, uh, um, Coco, is that uh, today is National Pizza Day, also National Bagel Day, and. Oh, Hallelujah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you some some days. Some of them are real national days. Some of them are not. So you're going to have to tell me, is it factual that this is an actual day or is it Ooh. fiction? And okay. so let's just say uh, they're all weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, we'll start off with this one. Now you got to tell me is this uh, actually a day or not? Okay, go for it. Okay, so polar bear plunge day. The polar bear plunge day is where participants jump into a cold body of water and is uh, usually held held in the northern hemisphere. Uh, it's a popular New Year's Day tradition in the United States and the UK. I'm going right. to say true. I've seen that done in UK. Um, I have no doubt that this is not a thing in, in, in the U.S. I have no doubt. Uh, but I'll say yes. Okay, what about you, Tachi? Yeah, it's fact. And Jen? Yeah, I tend to agree. That is correct. It's on January the 1st. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right, all right. Um, I think somebody's trying to call. Um, okay, this one. Uh uh, this is National Side Piece Day. Uh, the day oh. the day men take their side piece 
that's the other girl they're dating on the side out as if it was Valentine's Day. We'll start off with you, Jen. Uh, is that a real day? Uh, oh, man. That's a... Is that real? All right. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say, yeah, sure. Let's All right. What about you, Tachi? Uh, no, because that would also then be National Murder Your um, Boyfriend <laughs> or Husband Day. So, no. <laughs> what about you, Coco? Oh, that, that's, that's a hell no. And this is why. Because uh-huh. the side piece's role is not to be really known. It's supposed to be in secret. Right. If you go out in public, that is defeating the purpose of having a side piece. You don't want to get caught. <laughs> you don't want to get caught with the side piece. So side pieces do Netflix and chill. But like like uh, Drake said back in the day, it was just like, okay, the girlfriend's sitting in the front, the front and the side piece is in the balcony. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't treat the side piece like the main chick. No, so it's not it's not a real joke. Well, in fact, February fifteenth is National Side Piece Day, <laughs> and uh, I guess side pieces get that's, taken. That's to... not a. This is not a real national holiday. This is the urban 15th. dictionary. And check this, this out. This is the urban dictionary. Check this out. Uh, side pieces go to a sizzler, so you're safe in sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but no, no, this 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 is not a real national holiday, and because no, this is not a real. No, this is the Urban Dictionary holiday. This does not count. It's not real. Uh, Clearly, a man made this up. <laughs> I, you this know, I, I actually, uh-huh. I actually remember this at some point trending on Twitter. <laughs> It, I, it, it's true. I actually remember this hashtag trending on Twitter, and it and it was some of the tweets were pretty hilarious. So that's what made me think, yeah, okay, could be a real day. I'm a little disturbed by this. <laughs> I may not have been disturbed maybe last year, but in the wake of what's going on and what's been happening, I don't think it's cute to celebrate the fact that you are not being faithful. Wait, it, when we say side piece, is this for men and women, or is it primarily a men's holiday? No, it's a men's holiday. It's men's yeah, holiday because... When, you know how I mentioned woman, Urban Dictionary before? You know how I mentioned that? Why? I just looked it up, and it is. It's on Urban Dictionary Side Piece Day. February 15th, the day that men take their side pieces, the other girl who, who he is dating on the side out as if it were Valentine's Day. So this is a <laughs> Urban Dictionary Day. I, I knew it. I, look, it, we celebrate it. It happens. But okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. So. She's just trying to bring my point away. I know, I know, right? I get it, I get it. Okay, so uh, it, was, it was the first. It was the first result in the Google search. It was the first result. Urban Dictionary. Okay, so here's the here's the next one. National Moonwalk Day. Uh, this is a day celebrated by replicating Michael Jackson's famous dance move. All right, so uh, we will uh, start off with you, uh, Coco. No. No. Okay, and what about you, Touch? I'll say yes. Why not? All right, and and uh, mm. Jen. <clears throat> I don't know, man. That seems like that should be July twentieth for like the actual moonwalk. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna say no. And it is false. I made oh. this, I made the shit up. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Okay, so uh, like that made up behind um, side piece day. No <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's National Be a Million a Millionaire Day. Be a Millionaire Day is uh, a day um, on this day. Uh, pretend to be a millionaire or start working on your plans that you think will make you a millionaire. Oh, right, so, that's a good one. So Tachi, is that a real day? Just because I love the idea, I'm going to say yes. Okay, all right. And what about you, Jen? Is that a real day? Yeah, I'm going to say that sounds pretty plausible, too. And Coco? Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. You guys are right. On May 20th, it is National Be a uh, Millionaire Day. So you are correct. All right. Wow. So I have a couple of more. Um, National Cell Phone Toss Day. This day is celebrated by tossing your cell phones in the closest body of water. So we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start off with you, Coco. Is that a real day? I'm gonna say no. And what about you, Tachi? No, sir. And Jen? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I made the shit up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, that was a good one, though. And uh, let's see, two more. And oh, okay, World Kissing Day. Um, uh, it says pucker up and lock your lips with your sweetie because it's World Kissing Day. So we'll start off with you, Tashi. Is that a real day? <sighs> um, why not? Yeah. All right. And wh- what about you, Jen? Yeah, I. That sounds pretty plausible. And you, Coco? Yep. Yeah, you are correct. It's actually celebrated on my dad's birthday. July 6th is World Kissing Day. So on July 6th, just, you know, you see somebody strange in the street, just go ahead and give them a kiss. <laughs> That's how you get uh, bubonic plague. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I think the real test of World Kissing Day is, do you kiss the stuffed tiger? <laughs> right, the one that's attacking people. All right, and, and last but not least, National Dog, Cat, Bird, Dress-Up Day. On this day... If you own a dog, a cat, or a bird, you must dress them up in some sort of clothing. And we, oh, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I just know there's something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, Coco. Okay. So what about you, yeah. Tachi? I'm sorry. You said me? me. Yes. What do you think? Oh, me, me, or the other me? Uh, Tachi, do you think it's oh. a a real day? National Dog, Cat, Bird Dress Up Day. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and last but not least is Jen. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. All right, it's in fact some shit I made up. <laughs> no, no way. So no, there's there's no day. <laughs> really? No, that, but no. I could see that happening. I I can totally see that. Yeah. I can totally yeah, see that. Yeah, people do it all the time. You always see them dressed up as like you know hot dogs and pirates <laughs> and whatnot. You know what? We should start that. You have all of those in your house, right, uh, Jen? I think I, yeah, I think I have two others too. Yep. Oh wow! So you can dress them all up on that day. Uh, and, you know, have you ever actually tried to dress a cat? It is not no. as easy as you think it is. Oh, they don't like that type of stuff. No, at they don't. All. No dressing nope. up for the kitty, huh? 
Uh, well, yeah, no, no, my <laughs> cats, no, no. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that I think would go over really well and would make an awesome Instagram account all by itself is dress up your turtle. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to make an Instagram account for my turtle and just dress him up in Captain America. And yep. Yeah, well, his turtle. name is Raphael, so we can do some creative stuff. But then the pet mice will want to account and then the pet dog. And the pet... <laughs> You're going to be making accounts for all your animals. So, yeah. Oh, I'll be busy for days. Yeah. All right, so uh, now let's get to the, the main event, which is uh, tonight we're going to be talking about, uh, in honor of uh, Valentine's Day, which is coming up, these are, we're going to be listing our top five date movies. Now, date movies don't have to necessarily be romantic flicks. Oh, wait, be- let's let's back that up. Wait, no, we, we, have, to, we have to back it up. Mm-hmm. I do see a national dress up your pet day. Yeah, but I said specifically Oh. Dark. Dog, cat, or bird. Okay, specifics. Okay, I'm sorry. You didn't yeah. want to go for specifics. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. That's why I made it so specific, just in case it was something somewhat similar. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even research it. Yeah. Hot dogs and pirates. So I misunderstood. I apologize. Go ahead. Continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, you know, uh, date movies don't have to necessarily be romantic films. It could be just something that will create bonding, um, you know, on a date. So, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, dates, you know, there's first dates and then there's when you've been with your mate for a while as well. And to me, I feel like some movies are appropriate for like in the beginning of a relationship, you know, and some movies, you know, once you've settled in and everything, I guess anything goes right. So uh, it'd be really interesting to hear everyone's list. And I guess the way that we will do this is uh, we will start off uh, with Tachi, then go to Coco, then Jen, and then myself. We'll keep that going. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Sorry. I, I You went out. I couldn't hear anything, so I thought I lost the call. I'm sorry. Okay. Is everybody, everybody can hear me? I can hear you. All right. So we'll start off with Tachi, then go to Coco, and then go to Jen, and then myself. So we'll start off with your number five on your list. Uh, touch. Okay, my number five is a film from 2002, and it is, it does happen to be a romantic comedy written by Michael Elliott and Rick Famuyiwa. Yay, Nigeria. Mm. Uh, it is Brown Sugar. Oh, yes. Uh, starring, starring Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan. So, the, the, do you want us to tell the premise of it a little bit? or? Yes, go ahead. Well, okay, I shall. So, the premise is basically they're two friends. Um, Dre and Sydney, and they they end up, you know, getting together. But they, you know, are I guess trying to fight their affection for each other, and they they're friends, and then they're not friends. Uh, they, you know, they get more romantic. So it's this back and forth thing, all in the um, the the premise around hip hop music. Because the first thing she says uh, in the film is, "When did I fall in love with hip hop?" And hip hop is the tie that binds the two of them together. So it, it, it's a cute film. So that's a good date movie. Yes, a, a great film. And most Def is in it as well. Who's yeah. a, a big, big yeah. fan of his work. And uh, yeah, it's a love letter to hip hop. Yes. Great, great, good start right there. All right. So uh, Coco, what's your number five? Coco? Uh-oh, I think 
Uh, hello, can everybody hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So I think we I can well. hear you. We, hello, Coco, are you there? there I is. can hear you. Oh, okay. You're going out a little bit again. Oh, okay. Uh, um, what's your Hi. number? What's your number five? My number five is something new. So now Lathan again. Ooh. Um, that's when she was dating a inter, uh, in a interracial interracial relationship. And that was that was fun and it was interesting. So we handle like topics you can discuss after a date about uh interracial relationships, things like that. So I liked it. All right, that's your number five. And uh what about you, Jen? Okay, my number five is <coughs> excuse me, an officer and a gentleman. Oh yeah, good one. <clears throat> Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yep. Classic. That's just yeah. Richard Gere at his finest. Mm-hmm. Just an excellent, excellent movie. And filled with everything that I love about romantic love. Louis Gossett Jr.? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, that was just, everything about that movie was just so good. Great flick, great flick. All right, so my number five is The Prince's Bride. Um, mm. You know, classic That's film. Good. Classic film. I mean, that movie still holds up. Uh, I think it's, what, been, what, 40 years or something? Like, some crazy amount, 30, 40 years, something crazy. 20 years old, yeah. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Uh, but um, yeah. the movie still holds up. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it, it stars um, uh, Carrie Elways, Mandy Patinkin, uh, I mean, Andre the Giant is even in it. Fred Savage, Robin Wright, Peter Falk was in it. Billy Crystal, uh, you know, just a fantastic film, and uh, never gets old. Rob Reiner at his best. So uh, my number five is The Princess Bride. So uh, let's go back to Tachi. What's your number four? Okay. Um, by the way, will we have time for an honorable mention? Because this was sure. hard for me. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Okay, so um, my number four is actually any of the Born series, the Born Identity, the Born Supremacy. I absolutely love action adventure type films like that, and the Born series is one of my favorites. So I think going to see a movie like this, the adrenaline is up, and you can kind of share that. Oh, did you see that? Did you see the way he rolled down the stairs? So uh, the Born series definitely <coughs> for me. Love the Bourne series. Uh, the first one uh, is still the best to me. Um, yeah. Oh, it's just so great. Um, the last one. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Yeah. I, I didn't really like the last one or the one that he wasn't in it, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. But uh, the yeah, first three. was just called Jason Bourne. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. That one was kind of all over the place. But, uh, yeah. No, I love the, love the Bourne series. Definitely. <clears throat> all right. So, Coco, number four. Number four for me would be Prime with Uma Thurman. All right. Ooh. Tell us a little bit about that. Prime is about uh, an older woman. She's she's uh, at the cusp of turning 40, and she's dating a younger guy. He's about 23. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it, this also stars Meryl Streep. Really, really great movie. All right. She plays, she plays her therapist, Uma Thurman's therapist. And Uma Thurma just went through a a really you know bad divorce, and you know she, um, Meryl Streep is encouraging her to date, even a younger guy, but she didn't know <laughs> that the guy she starts dating is her son. Her own son? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh wow. Oh. Meryl, Meryl oh. Streep's son. Oh, Meryl, Meryl Streep's son. son. Okay, all right. Yeah, Meryl, yeah, Meryl Streep's son. Because, oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> yeah, so... Yes, the, 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 I, I, I'm sorry. The, the, um, the other version of that is old boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, not quite this. But Uma Thurman uh, uh, is childless. She wants to have a kid. And so she's trying to think, is this young guy... Can he be a father? Can he have a kid? Stuff like that. And so there's all this drama about a relationship. Um, can it actually exist with the age difference? Really good movie. You'll love it. It's a very, very funny movie. It's, a, it's a comedy. Oh, wow. Reminds me of my 20s. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I won't ask how. <laughs> Jen, what's your number four? Okay, my number four is Beauty and the Beast. Which one? Uh, I mean, oh boy, that's a good question. No, I'd have to go with the cartoon. I think the cartoon is just my most favorite story of all time. Mm. No, that's not true, but I do love it. You know, I'm I'm starting to worry about you, Jen. Hi. (laughs) You love the the movie uh, Shape of Water, and it's about a, a... a woman falling in love with a fish man. Look, look, look and now you like Beauty and the Beast. Talk, it's like, what are you trying I to tell us? Bring this up. I wasn't going to bring this up on the podcast, but you are talking to somebody who remains ever single for good reasons. So, and it's just because I have not found the right beast yet. I'm searching, <laughs> but I just can't find them. Okay. So, like, yeah, I think yeah. you're telling My us something about your your special kind of guy. You like. Fish I, I, guy, a or that I love that story about the tiger so much. Right. I mean, I keep going back to it. There's I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you beastly wow. men out there? Uh, how, wait, how does it? What is your uh, Twitter handle? <laughs> Hilarious. No, that no, that's cool. So that's hey, they hey, they need love too. <laughs> uh, beasts need love. My number. Okay, we went wow. down. That was a rabbit hole. We didn't need to go down at all. My number four (laughs) film is a classic from 1989, Say Anything. Uh, My favorite Cameron Crowe film, and he's made quite a bit of uh, great movies, uh, stars, of course, uh, John Cusack, and I believe in his most iconic role, and Ione Skye, and the late, great uh, John Mahoney, who just passed away. Uh, you know, I mean, terrific movie. Once again, one of those movies that totally holds up, has so many, uh, wonderful moments in it. Um, it's a, it's a film that women love, even guys, we, we can't hate on it either. It's just, you know, just a fantastic film. If you haven't seen Say Anything, uh, definitely see it. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's, uh, Cameron Crowe's best film. So, uh. Uh, say anything is my number four all right so uh let's get to number three so tachi what's number three on your list all right number three on my list is purple red purple red (laughs) yes (laughs) i think that is the ultimate date movie i mean uh, obviously it's not in theaters, but back then I could imagine you want to go see print. It's Prince, so definitely Purple Rain. Yes, terrific film, love it. Yes, Coco, it's your number three. The Best Man. The Grass, great oh, one, uh, Best Man. Yes, you love Sonal Lathan, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
She's like, yep. She's like, yep. Because it, it was between that one and Love and Basketball. Mm. Yeah. I'm play and you I, see, I never really, really consider her to be like the the person for like the romantic comedies, but I was like, yeah, she's in most of them. <laughs> like, she was, yeah, she was the black uh, Meg Ryan for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so let's be clear. There, there. You know, the same at that time, especially the same eight people in Black Hollywood were in every single movie. So it followed That's that Sanaa Lathan was going to be the lead in at least five of them. <laughs> yeah, she actually yeah she took Nia Long's title because remember it was Nia yep, Long yep. and then it was this and I was like it was her Nia Long. Now who is it I now? Not many black black leads like that. I guess it's Taraji now is kind of like um this. Taraji. Not you know what? I don't know. I don't know. He's doing, like, little he's doing like even like action, doing like a lot of drama, a lot of action. But I'm right. trying to think like who's the the black female actress that's like. You know the right now. I think she's the. I was. I would say Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union, maybe. Well, but she hasn't been in a film in a long time. She got that. So she's been. She had been doing TV when she did Being Mary Jane. She got that new movie coming out. That's kind of. It's like where you know, uh, don't mess with my kids. You know that kind of, like that uh, Halle Berry. It's like kind of similar to that Halle Berry movie, uh, where she's the. the kidnap. I don't know if you guys seen that. Uh, where you know, uh, yeah. We don't need any more movies like that. But no hate, no disrespect. No, no, it's good. Hey, man, why not? Right? Why not? <laughs> All right. So uh, where we are? Number three. So uh, Jen, what's your number three? Um, <clears throat> for this one, I've got Pride and Prejudice. Oh, okay. Yeah. When uh, when I was oh boy, I guess maybe I was like eleven, twelve. I read. Pride and Prejudice, and I was pretty sure, even at that point, that the only man I would ever marry is somebody like Mr. Darcy. That was my my goal in life. It didn't work, but that was my goal. My last girlfriend tried to make me watch all eight hours of it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. and I kept dozing off, and she kept elbowing me. <laughs> she was like, I was like, no, no, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, it it takes a special kind of man to actually fit through, <laughs> and so then you know you found a true soulmate. Yeah, that's maybe that's why we're telling. not together real anymore. Real telling. That's not maybe that was her little test, and I failed it. That's why we're not together. <laughs> She's like, oh, he won't. I mean, I've seen the the two hour movies, but you know, the eight hour miniseries was too much. She wanted to watch that bad boy in one sitting. I'm like, and it was late too when she started. It I was like, really? We, okay. It's like, yeah, let's, let's fire it up. <laughs> no, but it was good. It it was it was good. As a love story, that that particular story is sort of one of those. <clears throat> it's the kind of thing that nobody admits that they really want, but it it is at the heart of sort of uh, every every young sort of woman idea behind what it is to be truly accepted for yourself. And I mean the the the, the weird thing I think about. Pride and Prejudice is that it's withstood the test of time so well, even despite the uh, the the social waves that we go through behind <clears throat> whether we want uh, whether we want men to be more responsive, less responsive, uh, whatever it is. It, for some reason, Pride and Prejudice seems to continue to withstand the test of time. I I, I feel like it's it was so it was just so well written from a literary standpoint that the love story sort of carries that through. Yeah. 
Mm. Well said, definitely. Okay, so my number three film, I was born December 20th, 1976. 20 years later, this movie came out on 1996, 2020. And that film is Scream, the original Scream, uh, directed by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson. Uh, You know, of course, stars Nav Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette. I believe that's how they got married, right? Was uh, while doing that film. Uh, Skeet Ulrich. Mm -hmm. Skeet Ulrich. By the way, Skeet Ulrich must hate Little John, the rapper. Uh, If if you know what I'm talking about, you know. (laughs) Uh, By his name, Skeet. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... And it started also Matthew Lillard as well. Uh, Launched a lot of careers and uh, just was... And it it really re-kicked off uh, the horror genre once again. And um, just was a really good film that uh, I still enjoy. Even though, like, the middle part, the middle section was a little slow. But, uh, you know, terrific film. Forget all the sequels. The sequels were terrible. But the original Scream, I remember uh, going on a date uh, and seeing that film. And having, you know, a wonderful time uh, with that film. So, Scream, 1996 Scream is my number three. All right. So, Tachi, what's your number two? Mm-hmm. My number two, it came out in 2010, and it's just right with Queen Latifah and Common. Oh, yeah. Common, yeah. I always tell people, my husband, Common. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's my husband in my head. Him and David Tennant from uh, Doctor Who. But anyway, <laughs> he's my husband in my head. And so it's just, a, it, it really is a, a cute uh, date movie. Uh, it, it got mixed reviews from um, critics, but, you know, every anybody who's like kind of a diehard fan, like I can watch that movie every week and not get tired of it. Oh, yeah, that was a really good film. Yeah, just right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Coco, number two for you. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. I love Show Enough. I love Bruce Leroy. I, it's nostalgic. That that movie came out when I was about 10 years old. And so we're born the same year. So I remember when that movie came out. It came out like uh, beginning of the summer. And I, I, had the, I had a huge, 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 huge crush on Timok. <laughs> That's character are uh, the guy that played uh bruce leroy and when myspace was a thing or it's still a thing but it's not what it used to be mm-hmm. um i had followed him on his myspace page and he had sent out some type of um uh at, like a call letter for you know an actress for you know whatever can realize whatever so i replied back to it and i was like yeah i can show you some moves <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah because yeah, because it said um, an actress that can move well. And I was like, I can show you some moves, Leroy. And I like that. I, and, he, I, and he replied back and he laughed. And I was like, oh my God, I can laugh. Oh my God. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, well, you know, I yeah. actually sat next to Ty, uh, to Mac Tymac at a um, at an event. So I was uh, like, oh my goodness, it's Leroy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen him like a hundred. I'm so jealous. I, yeah, I've seen him like a bunch of times out here in L.A. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my god, I am so jealous. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. I am so jealous. Yes. 
Because I've been in love with that dude since I was 10 years old. And now that I'm, what, 41? Oh, my God. Like, I still love you, Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he, he looks the same, I, I got, too. Look, I got the, I got the CD for the soundtrack. I have the record. When you have that glow, your mind, body, and soul must be. I got the, I had the whole thing. I had the whole shebang. So, yeah, I was just in love. I love that movie. It's fun. It's nostalgic. It's got plenty of jokes. Great special effects. Of course. Your body trimmed in and trimmed in yellow light. Yeah. Hilarious. And I got a fun fact. The writers of that movie, they had written a completely different movie. Uh, it was two of them. They were close to being finished. And, you know, uh, one guy was like, hey, go ahead, go to bed. I'll finish up. And then we'll go ahead and, you know, start doing stuff tomorrow with, with other pitch for it. Well, um, somehow during the night, their computer crashed. <laughs> oh wow! So that one guy spent the rest of the night typing up a new movie, a new script. Oh wow! So it was really like an overnight script, and wow. they made a movie off of that. When the guy woke up, he was like, "Yeah, the funny thing happened last night where you were sleeping." <laughs> hilarious! That's funny. Wow, that is hilarious. All right, so Jen, what's your number two? <clears throat> My number two is uh, a movie with Johnny Depp called Chocolat. Oh, chocolate! Ah. Yeah, chocolate. I, 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 I know it's zany. It's it's such a weird kind of love story, but it just works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it reminds me of something out of the Canterbury Tales. Chocolate. Okay. okay yeah, uh, I think I seen it when it came out on cable it, it, or something. It's old, it, but yeah. it's aged. It's actually aged quite well. Yeah. I, I have to say, I think it's aged quite well. Yeah, I think it got it like a lot of. Uh, uh, Academy Awards nominations or something, right? You, you know, I actually don't remember. At yeah. the time, I think I was just too starstruck with Johnny Depp to know. <laughs> so hilarious. But yeah, I, I, I kind of, I actually, I think I kind of like how offbeat it actually is. It's, it's not quite the standard love story, so it's, it's, it's sort of a, uh, it, it's just offbeat. I liked it. All right, all right. So my uh, number two is 1995's film Before Sunrise. Uh, director uh, and writer Richard Linkletter. Um, this film also had uh, uh, two sequels, I believe. Two sequels to it. It starred um, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. I think that's how you say her name. And uh, it tells the story of two people that meet on a train in Europe. And uh, they oh, spend. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was a good one. Really mm-hmm. good film. And uh, it has a like a great ending. Like the ending is because like it's one of those movies where you're like watching it and you're like, okay, how's this gonna end? It's gonna be corny, and you know, and it ends perfectly. Uh, I th- I think. And uh, I thought you know the dialogue between the two is just excellent. And yeah, it, you know, I just thought it's such a terrific film. And uh, the uh, the two sequels are very good as well. They're uh, they're really good. Um, because yes, it's before sunset and I think before midnight. Before midnight, yeah, I, right. I I love before sunset. That was my favorite one. Yeah, they, they were just very very well done. And uh, Rich, mm-hmm. Richard Linkletter, who you know he's a terrific director. He's you know um, done some really really good work. Uh, Boyhood, which what he made with over fifteen mm-hmm. years or some craziness, some crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it made it over like twelve years. Yeah, and I mean, just yeah, he's a terrific filmmaker that really takes chances, and this was just 
you know, one of those films that, uh, you know, I think I discovered it maybe, maybe 10 years after it came out. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it was one of those things where it was on cable and I just turned it on and I was like, could not stop watching it. You know, I caught it from the beginning and, uh, you know, just was a really good film. So before sunrise, yeah. the, which fun is the fact, first. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Fun fact is they were, uh, the before, uh, before sunset, before whatever, mm-hmm. they were all filmed nine years apart. Right. Me sequel. And I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's like almost like a follow up. Not so much a sequel, but a follow up to their their relationship stat relationship status after time had to test them. You know, dealing you know dealing with kids and and marriages and divorces and things like that. They had to test them, sort of following up and looking back on their lives. It was just like, wow, this is a really good concept. So I guess in four years we we're due for uh, <laughs> what, what no, would I, it I be now? Before done. what I think, something? I think the trilogy is done. I think it's done. Uh, I, I mean, you know. Nine more years, who knows? They might say, hey, let's do it again. You never know, right? But, I really uh, didn't care for the last one. I didn't, I didn't really care for the last one. Mm-hmm. That, that was time did not <laughs> do them well. <laughs> I, I can see that being like almost like the seven-year itch. Almost just like, hey, now I'm tired of you. I'm tired of your just you breathing. <laughs> just Hilarious. You breathing people might not. That's funny. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get to our um, our number one choices. Uh, we're going to start actually with Jen because I know Jen has to go. Um, so what we're going to ask you to do, Jen, is to recount your your um, f- full list. Give us any of your uh, honorable mentions and then reveal your number one. Okay, so here's what I've got. My number five was An Officer and a Gentleman. My number four was Beauty and the Beast. My number three was Pride and Prejudice. My number two was Chocolat. Mm. My number one is Her. <laughs> Not mm. the one of those offbeat. <laughs> mm. Fall in love with something other than human. Right. Um, yeah. I, I definitely got a thing for this stuff, don't I? I see. Um, mm. I, I, Spike th- Jones. This, that particular story sort of it reminded me of some science fiction stories that I've read in the past, but I really loved the way that that got portrayed. It was so, I I don't know. I just felt like it handled something that was oddly possible while being sort of implausible to most people in terms of what they think love actually is. I, 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 again, sort of the offbeat, sort of the, you know, not really the traditional sense of love, but I, I, again, I just really liked the way that it got handled. That was one of my, and also, but her voice was just amazing. I could listen to her say whatever she wanted to say. And what, <clears throat> the only honorable mention that I have on my list is the newer film. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you haven't, you really should. Because it is, it's quite a Hallmark movie. It's called Call Me By Your Name. It, it, it I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it. But it, it's, it feels like this is a byproduct of our time right now. I don't know how to like put this into what we'll say about it in five years, but right now where we are as a society, call me by your name feels like it has sort of all the kind of uh, transitional ideas in it that I think we're all looking for or looking at. So that one sits up on my, on my uh, honorable mention list. 
All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we're You're welcome. S- and we will see you back here uh, next week. You yeah. shall. Thank you so much, everybody. All right. Cheers. All right. Toodles. So let's uh, let's go to you, Tachi. Would, uh, recount your list and then give us uh, any honorable mentions, then reveal your number one. Okay, so number five was Brown Sugar. Number four, The Born Identity. Number three, or Born Identity, Born Supremacy. Number three, Purple Rain. Number two, Just Right. And then I'm going to give my honorable mentions. Breakin', the movie from the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) 500, The 500 Days of Summer. Yes. And... Um, the, an independent film from India uh, called Monsoon Wedding. Mm. Yeah, really good film. Uh, directed by Mira Nair, the same person um, who did Mississippi Masala. Oh, yeah. She did uh, oh, okay. She did that um, Queen of Cotway, too, right? Yeah, she did. Uh-huh, she did Queen of Cotway as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, just because I went on this date with this... Uh, one, like, one of my favorite people to date ever was this guy from... Denmark, and he was like the coolest person ever. Knew I loved independent films, so he, so did he. So we would always go to see that, and he took me to see this. So I really loved Monsoon Wedding. And my number one is, of course, Love Jones. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, great film. There's a reason why I'm laughing. Okay. Are you going to share it with us? Or are you just going to laugh? No, I mean it'll be revealed in a minute. But yeah, Love Jones. Is okay, great, it was a great uh, movie. Plus your number one. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jones is a terrific film. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So uh, Coco, uh, recount your list and then give us your honorable mention. Okay, so Love and Basketball, Prime. Um, what did I say for number three? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't write down my list, <laughs> so I'm so sorry. I forgot which mm-hmm. one was which. Love and Basketball, Prime. I mentioned something very great. Something new. I'm sorry, that was number five. Something new. Um, and then my honorable honorable mentions. I love Five Hundred Days of Summer. That. I loved it from the male perspective of dealing with um, heartbreak. I don't recall really seeing a male perspective before as far as a, a, a movie. Um, there's a few more honorable mentions. Um, the Best Man, love that one. Um, even even uh, Best Man Holiday. That was, that was a tear jerker. Goodness, yeah, it was. was. Oh my god! Yes, I was, was like, "Oh, why are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, why, why are you trying to make me cry?" Um, I definitely want to see a Love Jones two sequel. Um, at some point in time, there was some talk about getting a second one geared up to go, but it didn't go anywhere. Um, I really can't think of any more uh, honorable mentions offhand. But uh, my number one is the notebook. I cannot mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. no to the notebook whenever it, it's like, oh, it's my heart. <laughs> I love it. It's just so romantic over the course of time. It's just like love will not be denied. I will, we will be together forever and ever. 
and that's going to be it to the very end. And even when we die, we're going to go together. So it's amazing. Amazing love story. All or right. date movie. All right. All right. Great list. I'm not serious. Not, not a side piece holiday type deal. Uh, <laughs> you, oh, God. You can watch The Notebook with your side piece. That's so wonderful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't watch The Notebook with your side piece. There you no. go. <laughs> All right. All right, so number five for me was The Princess Bride. Number four was Say Anything. Three was Scream. Uh, two was Before Sunrise. And my honorable mention is Soul Food. Uh, mm. Just a t- Don't watch that movie if you haven't eaten. Uh, but uh, <laughs> just a, a, a... That movie will make you hungry even if you have eaten. Uh, just, like, I, just, I think we could go for some uh, catfish and cornbread right now. <laughs> I just lo- loved it. And... Um, I only saw the first season of the TV show, and I remember it being pretty good. Uh, I know the the series was uh, was uh, had a big fan base as well, but uh, um, but the, the movie definitely was awesome. My number one, of course, is Love Jones. Uh, that's why I laughed. Love Jones is s- such a fantastic film, black film. Um, I mean, it's a film, but. But specifically being a black film, because really before that film, there there wasn't anything that I can think of in the mainstream besides like Boomerang, uh, which could be honorable mention as well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it showed black people like, you know, in a different kind of life. And, you know, like it was very different. Like. Um, I can't remember anything that was anything like it before that film. If there's something, please somebody uh, let me know. No, I, don't, I don't think there was. No. It's, it's like you you don't have two black leads that are just people dealing with life, dating, and falling in love. I don't think there was one. They weren't. Not thugs. now. It's not like an actual comedy, like dealing with you know boomerang. They, they were. They weren't thugs. They weren't. I mean, it right. was just cool, it, and they yeah, were cool. No, it, it was they have amazing. <laughs> yes. that, no, exactly. It was absolutely amazing. And it, the thing is, Love Jones is really nostalgic for me, which is why it's like one of my favorite movies. When it came out, I was a grad student at Howard University. So, of course, I'm in D.C. in Chocolate City. Everybody there was like the Love Jones people. So I was actually living Love Jones. I went to poetry ciphers. I went to jazz nights. And so it just is every time I see Love Jones, even though they were in Chicago, it it's really nostalgic for me. That's the same thing here. Um, I was so into the slam poetry. I was into that scene. I would go to all these events. Um, I did kind of get jaded with it a little bit, you know, but, um, yeah, uh, I actually, <laughs> one time I, um, went on stage and I just totally made up a, a slam poem <laughs> and got a standing ovation and it was so funny. Wow. Yeah, it was oh, wow. I just pulled awesome. it I pulled it right out my butt. I was actually kind of mocking the, the the people that night because I I feel like there's some people who are really awesome and they have great content, but then you have people who are just saying words. You know what I mean? There's no really mm-hmm. n- there's no nothing there. And I felt like there was so many people and they would, and people would like, you know, um, they became, you know, I'm not, like, people were new and stuff like that. I give them a pass, but they were people who were establishing themselves and they were, they had no content in what they were saying. And, or I thought, I thought some of it was hateful, you know? 
And um, I just really, the people did it very well. You know, like Saul Williams and, you know, other folk. Uh, I thought they were amazing, you know. Um, but that scene was so cool. And it was just different and being depicted on in a movie. And you had two great leads, you know, uh, Lorenz mm-hmm. Tate and Nia Long, who at the time, every mm-hmm. everybody had a crush on Nia Long. Even to this day, she's such a beautiful woman. And she, she is. She was just so, you know, and she has this way about her that, um, you know, a lot of us. It's funny. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's an actual true fact that she's in. Um, she's the most um, of any woman. She's the most referenced in rap music. Like, it's like, <laughs> there's, there's like wow. so many Nia Long references, like. I, I think there's a video on YouTube where they like put them all together, you know, uh, all the different like rap songs that, that will mention her name, you know, like, because a lot of us, you know, she was the girl when we were growing up. So, you know what I mean? So there's like a whole generation of people who, you know, she was like our pinup girl, you know what I mean? Uh, Nia Long. Yeah, ever since uh, Friday. Right. I think that was like her, her big uh, jumping board. And Fresh Prince. Actually, wasn't it? Boys in the Hood, too. Boys in the Hood, Fresh Prince. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so she's, you know, and she's still just so beautiful. Uh, such a beautiful woman. And uh, so, uh, but, um, yeah, that movie is just great. And then also it had my girl in it. Um, oh, my God. She, uh, she's had some tough times. Oh, my God. I'm having a brain fart. She, I thought she was so beautiful. Uh, oh, you're um. She was from Allie McBeal, right? Um, I can't believe. You know what? I can't believe. Uh, Nicole, 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 Nicole Carson. Carson. Yeah, right. I love. Oh man, I just thought she was so beautiful. And yeah, you she know, got blackballed. Yeah, it's Lisa Nicole Carson. Lisa Nicole Car- Carson. She's you know she was in the. Mm-hmm. She had some you know mental issues and and whatnot. And uh, yeah, suffering from mental illness. Very, very sad. But at that time, she was hot. I'm talking about her career, and and she was, she was hot yeah, <laughs> as well. She ER, yeah, she was on ER. ER. The last that I remember seeing her in was in a Double in a Blue Dress with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can't forget her in that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she was yeah, in a new so edition. Ever since, I think movie recently. See, the last thing she was in uh, that I saw was Drop Dead Gorgeous. She played a judge for a hot minute yeah, she was on that the, show. She was in the New Edition movie, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot she played one of the moms. Yeah. She played one of the moms. She sure did. She sure did. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, she just had uh, this, you know, she was so, like I said, she was in everything, it seemed like, at one point. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was on ER. And she, and and that's why I hated about um, ER. They really didn't give Eric LaSalle and her a really big part. And then when her um, medical issues kind of took the forefront, they stopped really elaborating on their story. Oh, I can I can tell you what happened with that. They they had every they had planned her to be his girlfriend, and then she got the job on Ally McBeal. So that's why she. she but, oh, but on the show she got. On the show, she was pregnant. Right, she had his kid. Right, and well, so it was. Yeah, they they were fighting about the kid and stuff. Because it was, was I, I actually remember it was at the end of season three. They were in the next season, which was like season four. They were going to introduce her as a regular, 
And then she got the job on Allie McBeal. So what ended up happening was she didn't have time to do the ER because right. it was a bigger part for an Allie McBeal. Right. So that was the reason right. why. But then they kept using her, though. They used her sparingly on uh, ER, um, you know, every once in a while. Very sparingly. But it was because she, because they shot at the same time, so she couldn't she couldn't do both. But, but, right. uh, but yeah, you know, because he was looking forward to them doing that with his character because he had complained for years about how even though he was one of the main draws of the show they didn't really treat him right you know they did him right. they did him dirty actually on that show uh you know i really yeah, liked absolutely. er but and then they did some really jacked up when he finally left the show then they forced him to come back to do a funeral scene and you know and threaten him and all of this stuff it was just you know uh they, for some reason they just did him dirty but but uh, yeah, I remember all of that. Yeah, but um, yeah, she's you know she was beautiful. You know, uh, she's a beautiful yeah, woman, and she seemed like a real interesting. I remember her interviews with her at the time when she was uh, doing very well. So, um, but um, yeah, Lisa Nicole Carson. I can go on and on about her, but I'm not. <laughs> but uh, so, <laughs> but um, I want to give a quick shout out to Peaches, uh, who's uh, in our chat room. How you doing, Peaches? Uh, <laughs> peaches. I'm the best. All the DJs want to rub my breast. <laughs> <laughs> That's another movie that I could watch. I could watch that every oh, day. Yeah. Yeah, that one when I get off. That one when I get I old. Love coming to America. <laughs> yeah, that, that does not get old. That does not get old. One no. that that one still that. That that's how you know stuff is truly funny when you can watch it twenty years later and it's still just as funny. Yes. Yeah, dude, Black Awareness Week. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. And it's like, uh, who's that guy you met? Oh, I met him in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I have been waiting all of my life. Yes, yes, but you're going to spill your beverages. I like know all the lines from uh, there. Yeah. It's like it was an honor to meet you. Who was sure. that? I you know what? that should be on the list too. Let's give that an honorable mention as well. <laughs> it it should be. It's right. not right. It should be on Coming every list, yeah. basically every list. Everybody's going to act Coming to America for their honorable mention. That, I know. Right? Just, are, are they still doing a sequel to that? I've been hearing stuff. Yeah, you I know, hope I, not. I, yeah, it's going to be hard though. To... No, 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 no. I I I really really <laughs> hope they do it. I mean, we always still have Coming to America. That won't go away. But mm. to have a sequel and prayerfully just as funny, oh my God, the the possibilities mm. well. to, st- to still have an all black cast. I mean, just think we have Black Panther and then <laughs> yeah. they come to America too. Oh my God, it'd be great! I would love it, which definitely. I cannot wait for. Yes. Oh my God, now, just one more week. I have uh, some sad news. Um, Actor uh, Reginald Cathy, you may know him from his role on House of Cards as Freddy, and he was also on um, uh, The Wire. Uh, oh! Yeah, I, he, he passed away. His, his name is uh, Reg Cathy. Uh, he, he played Norman Wilson on The Wire, and he played uh, Freddy, the guy who owned the barbecue place on, on uh, House of Cards. Oh, yeah, the one he. I remember uh, the wire. Oh yeah, I remember him. Wasn't he on? Uh, crap, wasn't he on Luke Cage as well? Um, uh, was he in Luke Cage? He was in on the Fantastic Four recently. 
Um, he was. Okay. Yeah, he was in The Good Wife. Uh, well, he played a judge. He he's a, he had such a wonderful career. Had the, one of the greatest voices. I mean that that voice that that brother had. You know, that's like his uh his calling card. There, uh, he unfortunately passed away at the age of fifty nine. Uh, he's from oh, Huntsville, he's super Alabama. young. Yeah, he's young man. Um, let's see. Does it say what he passed away? Battle with cancer. Unfortunately, Aww. yeah, he was he wow. was cool. He was a cool actor. Yeah, he's definitely. Uh, yeah, he's had a long. His filmography is just. I keep scrolling. Oh, he was in Pootie Tang. He played Dirty D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's, that's a, a role to remember. That's a good date movie too, Pootie Tang. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. Hilarious, Pootie Tang. I love Pooty Tang, that is funny, funny. On the money time. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna um, start off with you, uh, Tachi. How can people get you in social media, and what do you have coming up next? Wow. So people can reach me if you're reaching me on Twitter or trying to watch the show on Periscope. I am at Tachiada, T-A-C-H-I-A-D-A. You can also reach me on Facebook through the page uh, for the show, Mediascope. Um, also, I am on Instagram at Dr. underscore Tachi. All right, Dr. My, yeah, I my dance instructor. Oh, it's Dr. Dance Instructor. Oh, and you asked me what else I have coming up next. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the same stuff. You know, still doing the show, and then of course, you know, I have the podcast with my good friend in LA, Kevin um, Williams, uh, called TV Channeling, and it's all about TV. We do TV reviews, so um, we we're still doing that. And there's some um, other things like coming down the pipeline that. You know, once they come down, I'll be able to talk about. All right, I, I love it. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. So, what about you, Coco? How can people get you social media and such? They can reach me on Twitter. I am at one underscore t r u underscore l u v. That's one true love, and that's where you can find me. All right, and you can uh, follow me. On Twitter at Kente F, and of course you can go to our website that is IndieRadio.org. That's I N D Y Radio.org. We'll be back next week. Uh, you guys have a great weekend, and God bless. Toodles. Okay.